0: Oh, this is Ruin Willow of the, oh, fuck yeah, with Ruin Willow podcast. I want to welcome you to my podcast. I'm excited you're here. I talk about sex and sexuality and erotica. Today I have an amazing guest. So if you're under 18, you do definitely need to leave the podcast now because this is about the life and story of a real-life professional dominatrix. Oh, fuck yeah. She's amazing. It was so much fun to talk with her. Her name is Nikki French, and you can find her on Instagram at N-I-K-K-Y underscore F-R-E-N-C-H. Nikki French. She is a French dominatrix living in the U.K., And she, on her Instagram, it says dog trainer because she has slaves who pay her and she's into, you know, she delivers fetishes. She's, oh, it's so interesting. You got to stick around for this interview. She is a modern French businesswoman living in the UK and she has online training available. So NikkiFrench.com is her website. Check her out. So amazing. So we're going to get into that. But first, I have a word from...
1: A battle for humanity's future is being waged on American soil right now. The cannabis plant has been used by humans for thousands of years. And yet, it is still severely criminalized in much of the world. But the world is changing. Yeah. In the U.S., 37 states have legalized cannabis for medical purposes, and 18 have done so for recreational use by adults. In Illinois, legalized cannabis has spurred an explosion of new businesses and products, all bringing in a massive stream of newly created revenue that other states are eager to match. Yet federally, cannabis faces much of the same resistance of the 1900s. How did marijuana get such a bad reputation? Why is it still so federally restricted? How are smoking and vaping different? How many edibles are too many? Which companies are coming out with the best new products? And who benefits from keeping Mary Jane in the dark? These are the types of questions we'll attempt to answer on the Cannabis Man podcast. A thorough look at all things cannabis, from its history to its explosion in states that have legalized it. So look out for the Cannabis Man podcast, coming soon wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Thank you for that. Links down in the podcast notes for more info. I also want to announce I'm so excited for the Golden Pigtail Smut Awards. I was nominated for my Decadent Erotica, an anthology of 10 Steamy, Sexy Stories of Submission, Indulgence, and Domination. It's so exciting to be nominated. Thank you to whoever nominated me. And the other thing I got nominated for was my performance in the audio book by B.E. Wolf. He wrote the book and I narrated it for In the Dark for the Dark Web. So check those out. I'm going to put the links to those two down in the podcast notes. And come February 1st, you could go to the Golden Pigtails Smut Awards website and vote for me and help me win. (laughs) I would be so excited. I'm just so honored to be a part of it you know, to have somebody have nominated me. It's just such an honor. I'm so excited to be a part of it, whether I win or not. I'm really excited that I had two pieces nominated. Okay, I'm going to stop jabbering and we're going to get on to the meat of this episode, which is me and Nikki French talking. Oh, we had a great conversation. I had so much fun. I learned a lot. We, Some of the things we talked about, just a preview so that you know, she talks about her business and travel, the videos she makes. We talk about culture and latex. I love all the insights she gives for putting on and wearing latex. It's just fascinating. And she talks about fetishes. She shares some unusual fetishes she's seen over the years and she talks about the OnlyFans shutdown and what that did and what harm that did and what that's all about and the censorship that's still going on. Somebody is heavily trying to control what's out there. It's very, very interesting. Okay, stick around. Let's go. Hello, everyone. I have an epic, amazing, gorgeous, beautiful, amazing woman. To chat with today. And I'm so excited to share her with you. Her name is Nikki French, and she's been a dominatrix since 2014 and does a lot of femdom content. Nikki, welcome. What do you want to tell us about yourself to introduce us to you?
2: Oh, hi, everyone. Well, thanks uh, for having, having me in your podcast. I'm really glad to participate. And how could I describe myself? Well, just a French girl living in UK and been doing the job as a dominatrix for nearly a decade now.
0: That is amazing. Um, I bet you have amazing stories to tell. You've probably experienced so much.
2: Uh, well, I, I can say I have seen quite a lot <laughs> in the last 10 years. Yes, for sure.
0: How did you get started as a dominatrix? Like, What was your draw that brought you into it?
2: Uh, well, I... In a short answer, I would say maybe I was at the right place at the right time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but otherwise, well, I obviously before to be a dominatrix, I was working in cinema, the costume maker. So working on set or working for theater, anything about costume. And I I always wanted to also do a job where I could be maybe in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And Sex work is always something which attracted me because mm-hmm. I'm a very seductive person and I like to show myself, I would say. So I also that maybe sex work would be something for me. And then I met this fantastic friend who became my friend after that. And she's a sex worker. And then this is how uh, it all started for me because it is a work where I wanted to get myself into, but when you don't know anything, it can be quite dangerous, and you can expose yourself to a lot of bad things.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: So, yeah, when when you meet other sex worker, the good thing is with this community is that everyone wants to help each other, and this is where it all started for me. I started by being a webcam girl. Oh, okay, sure. And then, and then starting to do the, the webcam job. So at that time, I was still working in cinema. And I just tried this with my friend one night where she created a profile for me. And I did so well on the first night that I doubled my salary that I was making just doing oh. the filming. Nice. Yeah, it was really nice because my job as a costume maker was, it sounds, Really nice work, but it was a lot of work for getting really little pay. And when you're on set, sometimes you work like 14 hours and wasn't Mm. even getting the minimum wage at that time, you know, it was just terrible. It was absolutely terrible. You know, it's because it's for the fame, you know. Oh, yeah, you're working in cinema. So why should we pay you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so so obviously the first night I I, I started this cam work with her and, and I did my double salary, my daily salary. And I was like, OK, this is it. This, <laughs> I, I need to get this thing to the next level. And then this is how, like, It didn't take me really long to actually switch from being a webcam girl to dominatrix because that wasn't really my thing. I tried, but I didn't feel really comfortable and I felt really bored and I couldn't like just strip all Mm. day on cam. Really didn't make me feel good. And yeah, just I was really bored of it very quickly. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawn Mower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 Million Men Worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven or spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. At manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. <laughs> spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. Yeah, to uh, me it seems like there's some time where you're just like sitting around and waiting, right? Because you're just like there. Oh, it's,
2: just, it's just such a hard work, you know, because mm-hmm. you are waiting for this famous call to come and then you get all yourself ready so whatever you're doing you're in your bathroom you are in the kitchen you you can hear this thing and you have to run and just get ready and sometimes people just uh, hang up straight away and you're like oh it just makes you feel really bad with yourself and men can be quite rude in those things so yeah I just didn't really like this even though it was fun when I was doing it with my friend, because you had two, two, two girls laughing and do whatever you're doing. But yeah. When when you, you want to make it as your work, it's basically you have to do it every day. And yeah, it was really tough. But I knew I wanted to get into sex work. So I thought, well, I'm quite a dominant person didn't know anything at that time so I was I was 25 and I had no idea what is BDSM yet oh Um, sure but I I I knew I was very dominant person so I started to do some research about dominatrix and (laughs) obviously I went (laughs) I went on Pornhub and started to watch videos being like, oh yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Oh yeah, no, 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 sure. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and I just started to, to learn what it's all about. Um, sure. And then I, I went to the sex shop
0: ah, when yes. I
2: leave and I was like, voila, it's me. I want to become a dominatrix. What should I do? What should I buy? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the lady was really nice with me. And then and then she she just pointed at me like a little kid. So I think I had like a paddle, you know, to, to spank people, and I had obviously my first strap on. <laughs> that was yes, the, <laughs> the main thing, and some curves and maybe a blindfold. I think that was my set oh, to sure. start with. Nice. Uh, and then and then it all started from that. I just changed my profile from webcam girl to dominatrix and. On the first day, I had two sessions. (laughs) Uh, Nice. Can't complain about that, right? Just immediate. Yeah, I was
0: interested.
2: It just worked really well straight away. Obviously, at that time, we didn't have many dominatrix around my town. And, you Mm. know, I was this young French girl with a strong French accent. Yes. Obviously, I was a novelty, so everyone wanted to see me.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, I imagine.
2: Right, that's that's where great. it all started, yeah, 10 years ago already, yeah.
0: So, yeah, you just basically started that and all of a sudden, boom, it was like hits. You're like, hey, I'm running with this and I'm going.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I just, I really enjoyed the fact that what I was doing was working. <laughs> yes. It's this uh, gratification of, and I think that is for any kind of job, any any company we, we start by ourselves. When it works, it's very graph- very good gratification. So you just want to pursue and just want to push the thing even further and and prove I'm still here. Ten years ago, ten years later, and I'm still doing this. Absolutely. So
0: I was perusing your website and seeing the different things you offer. Would you like to talk about
2: those? Yeah. So my my website I haven't been dating for for quite a while because I've been really all over the place. Obviously, COVID uh, has changed so much for us workers because since from, I would say from because since not anymore, but I was an international traveling dominatrix uh, in 2018. So I was basically jumping from a country to another and especially in Far East. So I was going to Singapore, Hong Kong, Dubai all those places which which was really nice but um obviously COVID happened
0: <laughs> yeah, right unfortunately
2: <laughs> COVID happened and, and 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 it's not possible to do this kind of job anymore or it is very difficult um uh, fair play to my colleagues who start doing it again because obviously with all those restrictions now people going yeah. into hotels or going into a country so many countries in Asia are still closed (laughs) like oh yeah I think uh, yeah Hong Kong still required a week of quarantine at home wow so yeah so obviously it completely changed (laughs) my job yeah and I had to rethink everything which is a kind of a normal thing for sex workers unfortunately with this whole society against us and we kind of always have to change our, our Technique, what we're doing, the recipe that was working four months ago might not be (laughs) the same today. Because I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Everything moves so quickly and not in the right Mm. way, unfortunately. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So when this COVID thing happened, I literally turn around my whole business online, Mm. and I stopped traveling. So. This is a different thing that now I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of online work because also I decided to live in the middle of nowhere now. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I just really enjoy being in the countryside after traveling for so many years. Because traveling is is really nice, but it feels quite lonely at some times. Oh Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Same, very nice on the picture to travel, but it can feel really lonely. It's like everything—you've got the goods and and the bads, obviously. And and I mean, now I quite like to be in my little church. I bought an old church in the middle of nowhere, and I just enjoy my life in the countryside. So, nice. Obviously, I do a lot of online work.
0: Yes. Well, it, you know that's the way of the world. Like you said, with COVID, a lot of things turn online and. You know, But it, but also, too, it does give you a little bit of a bonus, too, because you can reach so many more people, right? In all different parts of the world, potentially.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I meet really nice people, people I will not speak or even meet that mm-hmm. uh, this online world didn't exist. So, and I, I meet really nice people online first, and I go to meet them in real uh, later on because I, Get really good. That's the thing with online is we think it's we are really far apart. But actually, when it's online, we can speak with each other every day. And yes. so we make us being closer. so have very nice relationship with uh, few of my slaves yes. and And we speak every day like if we were friends and close to each other.
0: That's awesome. And so talking about your slave, I've noticed you have, like,
2: training, and slave
0: tasks. So are these things that you take on new people for? Is it a one-time thing or is it an ongoing thing? You said you have two people you continue to talk to. What tends to be what happens with that situation?
2: Well, obviously, I'm offering a service and I'm offering a service for fetishes. So I do care for different fetishes, depend what the person likes and come to me and some people will like to have some slave task some people will like to have maybe some jerk off instruction because mm. men need women to control their brain and get them into this uh, sub he- head uh, for for just a jerk off basically <laughs>
0: right right
2: <laughs> and then and then obviously a lot of chatting with them where we can go deep without any taboo. And that is one of the main thing I do. It's a lot of chats, chatting about taboos and also making video content. Yeah.
0: Right. Like I was just looking at your Instagram and I saw you look like a, I went to a tank museum, right? I bet that was fun. And then you collaborated with another person for the video.
2: Yes, absolutely. I love to collaborate with my colleagues because it's always really fun to be uh, at two on the videos. It's always the dynamic and I there is few girls out there which I really love and we always have a really great time to do things together. And then it helps me also <laughs> to not be lazy and come out of my <laughs> church and, and go to meet others and have fun and make content at the same time. So, yeah, the, the oh. tech Museum was, was really cool, actually, because obviously that's also something with online. We always have to create new content because people always need more and more content. Right. And so traveling for filming and photo shoots is Uh, a big thing and I always love to do some different theme so before the Tank Museum uh, I was in a plane oh yeah (laughs) I saw that one too (laughs) (laughs) yeah that one that one was the best one this year so far like we had such a good laugh with my colleague Anne yeah it was really really good time we had there and then the Tank Museum was really great but it was also very cold so we've been restricted to do so much over there. (laughs) <laughs> because when it's called a tank, is like 10 times colder.
0: <laughs> so do then you sell these videos or what do you do with them? Do you have a place where you post them or how does that work?
2: <clears throat> yeah. So I sell my videos. Obviously I sell a lot of videos. This is probably the main thing of online is to sell content videos where, so I will do different fetishes uh, with different theme on my video my big one is obviously (laughs) (laughs) strap-on this is one big thing of my specialty which I love to do and it's a big sell for me so a lot of those and yeah
0: and so do you have any thoughts of of what goes through your mind when you when you work with these people that want these things do you keep yourself pretty much professional or do you feel like it affects you emotionally at all
2: what do you mean for the filming when I film with others? Um,
0: Yeah. Well, I guess I was thinking when you're, when you're talking with your, your particular individual clients, do you feel like you get emotionally invested in them or do you try to stay professional?
2: Oh, well, yeah, that's my thing with my persona. I'm pretty much the same in, in real life than my persona.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
2: Um, Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm a friendly person and I think uh, this is what I am in, in my persona as Nikki French too. I always did struggle to separate the two of them because I, I get really interested for real in, in my slaves and and right. we can, yes, I'll, I'm just a friendly person. So if, if I found it difficult for myself to, for example, trying to be this very cold dominatrix or very strict even when I will do corporal punishments with my slave which is something quite serious because we're gonna spank and weep and flog right but it is something I like to do with a smile and a laugh where I like to push the boundaries of the person uh, but by laughing so yeah that's I definitely get involved emotionally uh, with with my slaves. And obviously there is some people you have better feeling with than others. Uh, But in in general, yeah, um, the same person, let's say. So what's your
0: favorite part of being a dominatrix? Do you like doing the filming or do you like doing the working with the individuals more? Do you have a favorite part of of what you do?
2: Um, Well, it's uh, one part I really love, actually, it's. I'm a bit of a technical person, so I enjoy, for example, the editing. Uh, Editing is something that I really like to do. I like to be behind my computer and organize all of that. It's something I enjoy. Uh, And after also, I can be quite lazy, but actually when I start to do something, (laughs) I really enjoyed it. So the first start is always the hard one, but actually when am I doing it? This is where mm. I, I really enjoy. Uh, so, going to film with my colleagues is always a really fun time. That's for sure.
0: Oh, I bet. I bet. Mm. Do you have a favorite film that you've done or one that you just really enjoyed? I know you said so you like the plain one that was fun.
2: Yeah, I think uh, definitely for this year, my favorite film is this one we called uh, Anna. L- I know I Jack. And this one, <laughs> this one is the one on my instagram in the play mm. we are in a cockpit <laughs> oh yes i think i saw that one <laughs> you look like you guys are having fun <laughs> my gosh this one we we had a laugh and we had to stop a lot because we, we couldn't stop laughing but that's a, <laughs> that's a really good one and you know the whole behind the scene that people don't see is that poor slave is on his knees on all those buttons and he's suffering, you know, his knees are pressing. It oh, yes. he is playing really well. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the video is awesome.
0: <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> I can just imagine.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so do you have any favorite like pieces of equipment? You said you like the the strap on. Is that like your favorite thing to use on
2: people? Yeah, absolutely. People? I yeah. do love a strap-on <laughs> <laughs> I, I always say if I had a dick I think I would put it in everything all the time and so <laughs> I kind of understand all my little pervs and then that's why I think wearing a strap-on is always something which makes me feel really powerful and I can change the size of it, which is fantastic. Yes. Me. Now, do you ever do the... <laughs> I love that. Do you ever do the thing where you
0: put in like a little vibrator or something against your clit while you have it on? Or do you not do that kind of thing?
2: No, I don't do those kind of things. Oh, well, I, I, yeah, I never put a, a vibrator, but something which I really like to do is to use those wands, you know, the the really oh, strong... Yes. You see the one i mean. in? Those wands, so usually I like... To fuck my slave with a strap on and put the wand against his dick at the same time. Okay. It's very powerful. You have the prostate massage at the same yes. time of the vibration on, on the sex. And if I put myself against them, obviously it can be quite pleasurable. And yeah, it is it is also pleasurable, really, uh the, the action of fucking them. Making them my beach. Like it's all right. in uh, the brain more than, especially down there for me, I would say. It's sure. the yeah. power of uh, taking them.
0: Oh, absolutely. So tell me about your tours. I noticed you're doing a tour. Is
2: that right? Yeah, yeah. I do. I do some. T- I just started now because it's getting easier, obviously. <laughs> At least in Europe, there's no COVID. So so yeah, I'm starting traveling again. Nice. Uh, yeah, I do, and and also because I just want to get out a bit, sometime of my countryside and see something different. I'm having some nice food because I don't have nice restaurants around. <laughs> <laughs> around I bet. For yeah. miles and miles and miles. So I do like going touring uh, to get some nice food and have some nice time. So I go to Paris quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I like to go to Paris and obviously because I'm French and there's no many French dominatrices in France. So, yeah, I always love to go to Paris. I have very good slaves there.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I just actually interviewed another French dominatrix. So that was really, it was really fun. I don't know how this ended up the same week where I no. talked to her and I'm talking to you. I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Was she that... organizes a bunch of things for dominatrix. If you ever want to check her out, she said she's always like organizing events and stuff for other dominatrix.
2: Oh, I see who she is. Yeah, Inanna Justice, right? Yes, yes, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah so she just yeah. Wrote that book. Yeah, oh cool. You know her. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. She's lovely. She's uh she's always doing um well I haven't met her in person, but we 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 had a few chats. Yeah, she's lovely. Cool, that's awesome. That's that's kind of
0: amazing. I mean it's just this one week all of a sudden, and I'm like this is interesting oh, funny. that, that... <laughs> I know what
2: it is, right? <laughs> it's funny, yeah. Well, bless her because last time I was in Paris and she was like Nikki, you need to come to our munch. And it was my, my only night there. And I really wanted, because the thing is, what, like I say, when I go on tour, it's a lot for food.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, big, I can totally
2: understand. Foodie. And then I just, I didn't go to the Munch just because I wanted to go to my favorite uh, Italian restaurant in right. Paris.
0: <laughs> well, gosh, I mean, you've got to eat the food there. I mean, it's, you know, world famous oh, know. food. Everybody talks about French food. I mean, heck Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh! Paris is absolutely amazing. You have all the best restaurants from a- any mm. any origin, not just French it's just amazing for the food yeah, I
0: enjoy amazing chefs there. I'm sure I mean that's just what you hear about I you know, it's,
2: it would it's be the awesome to go well uh, it, to me it's, it's' the best place for food and like the the it's really high level Paris for sure, <laughs> so will you share your favorite restaurant there? Do you have one? Mm, well, I have few. Few few favorites. I I love to go. and uh, when, when I say that to Inana, she was like, "Oh, but now it's it's becoming a chain of restaurants." But oh. I really like uh, I really like a uh, group called Big Mama. They are Italian mm, okay. restaurants, uh, nice. and now they're quite big. And they they I don't know. I think they might have like five in Paris and a bit. Of- Everywhere in France, so yeah, they they've become really big. But I really like them. So you know those kind of places where you know you will always get the same thing, and I always get those delicious truffle pasta.
0: <laughs> oh, nice, yummy. <laughs> yeah.
2: So and I just love the classic. Obviously, I will I will go to get some macaroon at La Durée, and mm. I will get some nice croissant. That's for sure, and a baguette. Paris quoi. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. It's just interesting to hear. I've never been to France. Someday I would love to go. I would love to be to Europe. I've never even gone to Europe. So that would be that would be awesome. So be to, those. To,
2: a lot of people love to go to Paris for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. it It is a beautiful city.
0: Oh, yeah. I can yeah. imagine. I've seen pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you have any stories you like to share? Like one of your best experiences, the worst, a disaster, or a dangerous situation? Do you have any... Anything like that you would like to start, share a story of?
2: I had so many different experiences. One of them, like, I think one of the main question people would always ask me is, what is the weirdest thing you've done?
0: Mm, right. <laughs> oh, yes. That's always intriguing to know, right?
2: <laughs> it's always intriguing, this one, right? And nothing wrong about this or nothing like dirty or anything, but this guy. And I was really beginning, I was really young, dumb, and Mm. this guy came with a fetish of inflatable balls. Like you know those Uh, beach balls? But yes, yes. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was very specific. That was very specific. Very specific fetish. And basically what it it liked me to do is just seeing me playing with the ball, bouncing against the wall, sitting on it, blowing in a ball. That was that was his whole fetish. Wow, uh, and that's what really excites him. Uh, and, and I guess in in uh, in some ways, a lot of fetishes comes from the childhood. Yeah, something which has done a mark from our childhood, which we turn it into a fetish. Right. Um, and I suppose this guy had definitely something happening when he was a kid with maybe the first <laughs> time he, he rubbed against the ball and something happened down there or I don't right. know. But it was,
0: <laughs> it was so just, interesting.
2: It was just so funny. Yeah. We, we had a lot of fun. I saw him only once. It was just, I would always remember him and especially because I was so young. So I, right. little guy was really funny. <clears throat> And That's I, so interesting. Yeah, that there was, there was after things which I will not do. I will remember this guy once had a tensile fetish. So oh, what kind like of fetish? tensils you know, oh. in your throat. <laughs> the <tensile>. Weird. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, so I was like... Uh, okay, so what do you mean? <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> and then what do you want? Well, and that was on the phone, huh? because obviously I ask a lot of questions before to meet someone for real.
0: Yeah, right. And then
2: yeah. and then I was like, what? Well, what do you expect me to do? And basically, just <laughs> he just wanted to see my tonsils. Wow, and <laughs> touch them with his fingers, and I was like, no. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, that is so unusual.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that was a bit uh, of a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I was like, no, no, you, your fingers down my throat. I don't see that going really well. I don't think no, so. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow, crazy stuff.
2: And, and after I would say the dangerous one in, in, in this industry is basically when you go for the money, rather than to go for your safety.
0: Yeah, right. Th-
2: this is always like, if it's one big advice, I can always give to anyone who wants to start sex work who is doing sex work. is If it's too good to be true, there is a reason.
0: <laughs> right, exactly.
2: Be
1: wary. Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, if it's too good to be true, it's because it's not true. and And sometimes we can try to attract you, and it's always with money, obviously yeah mm.
0: so, so money what about,
2: is not my main motivation for sure
0: yeah yeah i could imagine how much danger could develop and you know yeah like you know anything that looks fishy or any sort of like red flag feeling you should pay attention to i would imagine
2: absolutely especially when you meet people for real it's it's your safety and we know how How we can hurt ourselves really quickly. I mean, if anything happened to me during a session, I don't know if, I don't think I could recover from heat and keep doing this job because I would just probably be terrified.
0: Oh, exactly. So so
2: I always think first about safety instead of maybe hurting myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, you've I got want to, to do this and, job forever. I love
0: it. Right, <laughs> and you know, you do something like that happens, you're going to have this big trauma response happen, and yeah, you're going to be scared to try again because in the back of your mind, you're going to be thinking, "Well, is this going to be like that?" You know, it's absolutely. just it, it's like going to chains around you, basically.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, so this it's really important for us to go through questions a lot of questions and it's also important for the client the slave to understand that he needs to give his identity to make the person safe too right yeah
0: so how's the culture in your area how do others respond to you in the work you do or do you not tell people or is it known how do you manage that type of of way of life
2: so my 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 family everyone is aware Okay. of what I do and everyone is absolutely fine with it it always been because I've he also gave me a very independent independence financially for sure oh, yeah. Um, so yeah it's something I never hide it from them I wanted to be straightforward because I'm a terrible liar anyway <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I could not face them and be like oh I have how come I'm traveling? How come I'm doing this? How yeah, come? right. Yeah, I just so yeah. The news from nearly day one, and they are fine with it. After four, so I always say my job, what I'm doing, but uh, not since where I moved because I'm such in like a close area. I'm I'm not just. I'm not really just talking about it. And what is good in the the area where I live, (laughs) everyone wants their privacy and everyone wants the same thing as me. So mind your own business, basically. It's writing on everyone's door.
0: (laughs) No, that's good. That's good.
2: (laughs) So this is only one thing where in the area where I am, I'm not talking about it because it's no point.
0: Right, Um, right.
2: But yeah, otherwise, you know, it's here in the UK, it's... It's a, nearly a normal thing now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, so different than my country, which I, I admire. You guys are over there. You guys are just so much more open about sex and sexuality. Over here, we're just like so prudish and taboo. And it's just, I wish we were more like you guys.
2: <laughs> I would, would always say, I don't know, because I found the French really prudish about it. Oh, did you? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just. I mean, I think. The French speak a lot about sex. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. We speak a lot about sex and we speak a lot about food. Right. Um, yep. mm-hmm. As the two subjects, we always speak a lot about. But I think that fetishes is still quite a bit of a taboo.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah. Mm.
2: I, yeah I mean, in France, it's probably one of the places I don't really shout that, oh, I'm a dominatrix, you know, like mm-hmm. in the UK when i say oh i'm a dominatrix is say, like, oh wow oh really oh well is oh wow
0: <laughs> you know it's like, so the, the, different
2: the british answer to me that way you know it's going like, oh wow and yeah. in france so, a lot don't know what it is so mm. we get oh what is what is that and right. when i will okay. do like a big picture <laughs> dominating <laughs> man for example mm-hmm. i will say something is oh oh which is not the same reaction so so I don't know that this is my feeling about being open I don't feel so much I don't feel like it's as open in France that it is in the UK
0: interesting I could I guess I could see that now that you say it because I feel like the UK is just it's its own different thing yeah absolutely
2: Yeah. yeah it's and a lot of dominatrix in the UK First of all, (laughs) so many for such a small island.
0: (laughs) Right. Oh, absolutely. So interesting how that developed. And yeah, I mean, they're just, yeah, very different there. I noticed that too. Just even from my perspective in the U.S., it's just very different there and
2: very open. Yeah. Well, I suppose also the U.S. is a bit, depends where you are in the U.S. Yes. Uh, I suppose because New York's got a lot of dominatrixes too. Right. And in California. Vegas.
0: Yeah. And Vegas, too, is a whole different
2: yeah. area oh, well, of the country. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but in UK, so we, we are very lucky for that. And so even the law, it's it's very nice on our side. I mean, you know, I always been declared here, obviously, as soon as I started this job. At first, I was declared at, um, as a self-employed. And even on my job title, I think at the time was uh, Alternative Therapist. Yeah, that was that. That was Alternative Therapist because it's just an easy thing to do in the UK. It's not against the law. Well, I mean, in France, it's not against the law either, but against the clients, you know, it's a bit more tricky. (laughs) Yes. Uh, While Lily in the UK feels more open about the law. So I feel a bit more protected here that I would feel in France, maybe.
0: Is that why you chose to reside in
2: the UK? Um, no, because I oh, okay. moved to the UK. I was still a costume maker. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I worked in cinema when in, in Wales. That, that's how I ended up to be in Wales, actually. Because okay. a lot of low-budget are being filmed in Wales. Hmm. So yeah, a lot of film happening. So this is why I moved to the UK. But not only I always been attracted to the Brits. <laughs> I mean, even when France people to move to UK, I was with my ex was half French, half Brit. Okay. Uh, so I always been really attracted to the British culture. Always felt like their common sense was closer to mine. So it was just naturally a normal thing for me to actually move to UK. Yeah. And when I go to France I always feel like, oh be nice with each other, people. <laughs> I, just <want> to, <laughs> I just want to shout to everyone. It is something that I really love in the UK. It's the common sense of people looking after each other. Just okay. And which I, I didn't have so much in France. So that was the main reason why I moved, really. And and so obviously, very... if it was a today's choice, it would be, gosh, I prefer to pay the taxes in the UK, so <laughs> the taxes in France. Cause oh, in
0: France, interesting.
2: Oh, my gosh, the taxes in France. I know. They're <laughs> bad, huh? <laughs> it, it would be terrible. They would take over than half of my earning. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So really, I know, I know quite a few French actually moving to the UK just for the tax purpose.
0: Oh, wow, I didn't know that. It's interesting to hear the different different cultures between the UK and France because I I mean this is something I don't know. So it's it's very interesting. Mm. I can see but why you want to
2: view, again but saying like I'm terrible to defend the French here for sure because <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep them so much in my heart for like I don't like our government There's so many things happening in France which I hate. Oh, and sure. the insecurity we have in our country which this is why also, also as a woman, you know, I, I feel so much safer living in the UK. Okay, uh, that in France, and I think I would be more worried to meet people all the time in France. Like when I go to Paris, it's, now it's rare I meet new people. Usually, I only hmm. see the same people that I know since many years. Right. But yeah, the insecurity for a woman in France, to me, is unbearable. So I much prefer to be in the UK. I lived in London and never anything happened to me. Like nothing. In France, in Paris. Oh, gosh. Mm,
0: (laughs) Not the same. That's safer. Safer in the uh, UK. Interesting.
2: Safer, so much safer. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, it's good that you know that so that you can take advantage of that and live a better life, you know?
2: Yeah, for me, for me, it's always been a good choice. I will. It's cold. And the weather is miserable. <laughs> we have to say now. I'm nearly a British complaining about the weather all the time. You
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, that is a thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like we had such a cold weather. Basically, hasn't come up above minus five recently. Those last few days, and it's
0: just okay.
2: Yeah, it's cold in the UK. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So I notice your love of costume continues to appear in your work as you have your, you know, your images on Instagram. Do you still design your own or do you buy costumes already made? How does that work for you?
2: It's such a long time. I haven't touched a sewing machine, let's be honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's there, could even make my own latex, you know, because latex mm. is so expensive and being a patent cutter, that's my specialty. So it would be perfect for me if I could make latex clothing, but it's not something which attract me anymore. Oh, okay. But I do love and still love the whole aesthetic around that. So mm-hmm. I I know a few places in the UK where I went to hire a costume before, but that's when I was working for cinema. So I know oh, a few okay. places in the UK where I can go to hire really nice costumes, which I mix match with some nice lingerie or some mm. uh, latex. So, this is why I think we can tell a bit I have a costume background, something something going on with historical, because yeah, that's something I always like to mix with even even today, like I say, you know me, nikki french it's it's me basically, <laughs> so yeah. with my background too.
0: And so you like do a lot of like the what they call that ASMR, we like have the sounds of the, the latex where you're touching it and it's crinkling and making those sounds. Is that something that you like to do or do you find you do it because people like it?
2: Yeah, no, I actually, it's, it is a very, it's one of the enjoyable thing of wearing the latex is once mm. the latex is on, <laughs> which is not <laughs> always the easiest part, I bet not. <laughs> uh, but it's actually very nice, the feeling touching against the skin. And obviously, this is something that my followers like to hear and watch the sound mm-hmm. of the latex. It's a big thing um, yeah. about the latex, it's this whole feeling, all the emotion we can get through the latex.
0: So what does it feel like? I mean, I've never put one on. I've never worn one. What is? What are the things that go through your head or what feelings do you have? Is it constrictive?
2: What does it feel like? Well, first, uh, when you start to put it on, you're like, oh my gosh, what I got myself into. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: you're like, oh, it's going to rip. I'm never going to manage to fit into this. It's very painful. Okay. You know, the whole process to put it on. Even Ah. though sometimes I have tried to make some like sensual videos of putting my latex on. Yeah, no, not (laughs) Not really. It's it's not very sexy. (laughs) It is quite hard to put on. But, but, so when you just put it on your skin, it is very cold. So you have this very cold Mm. feeling. It's, ooh, it's very cold on the skin. So at the moment in the UK, it's not the best feeling you want to have right now. (laughs) right. Right. (laughs) But then that changed really quickly. And um, you just have this warm feeling because obviously you can't, skin can't breathe. So you you have this warm feeling started uh, to, to warm up the latex. And when the latex warmed up, it feels also better on the skin, kind of mm-hmm. mixing okay. more like a second skin over, you know. I think it's softer
0: when it's on your body, like getting your body heat. Yes.
2: Yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. interesting. Yeah, okay. it, rubber basically so it's like you know Mm -hmm. when we leave a piece of rubber outside it becomes really hard and when you take it in it's become like flexible again Mm -hmm. Uh, it it does this the same thing on the skin and also because it is so close to the body and it squeezes you tight it makes you feel good it makes you Mm -hmm. feel pretty yeah the thing with latex I mean when I put latex on I always feel like a million dollars straight away (laughs) Because the shine and because it's so tight of the body, uh, really nice feeling.
0: Is it hard to get off then too? If it's hard to put on,
2: yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I think I would
0: freak out because I'm claustrophobic. I think I would feel like I'm like stuck in it. You know?
2: I know. I know. I'm claustrophobic too, right? So I, I don't really like those latex where I need to pass it over my head. Okay. Think mm-hmm. things like that because first it is gonna catch my hair and <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: it sticks to hair, does it? To yes, hair?
2: exactly. No. So, yeah. So you know it, it might you know you need to protect your hair because it might pull and I don't really like this feeling either. So my little tip is to always buy latex with a zip at the front. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> so this Good is tip. my cheat. This is my cheat. A lot of my latex has a zip at the front.
0: <laughs> oh nice <laughs> a good tip <laughs> Wait, now do you if you oil your skin does that help or does that like then wreck the
2: latex yes absolutely yeah so i there is a few products which i really love I me mean, i'm a big big fan of cure they okay. have the best lubricant for, for latex for sex like oh, i just love this okay. brand it's really Wait, what's good. the brand again say it again please fuel okay <laughs> and yeah, so and, and Vivi, Shia, Vivi Shia, Shine, sorry, Vivi Shine, okay, which is really good latex cleanser. So it keeps your latex really shiny and this kind of pellicle of oil over it, which will help. And obviously, you have some latex dressers. Some people like to put baby powder, some people like to put this or mm. kind of oily lube to put on your body. Mia, that's what I prefer. I like this oily thing. Rather than the baby powder, I and would imagine that's certainly the latex already. I found sure. it easier to just, you know, slip into it that way.
0: Now, I would imagine that your fans would like to know that that's kind of you know, because that's got sexy to make your body all like lubed up and oiled before you put this on. Like that itself is kind of a sexual, sensi- sensual, sexy thing,
2: absolutely. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. When they are a good boy, I ask them to loop my latex for me, ah, but only if to... they've been a good boy. As right. A reward.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's too bad you can't figure out a way
0: to have it be putting on or taken off to be sexy, too, because then you could like totally yeah. play up that area of it. But yeah, it's not that's not the reality, it sounds like.
2: It's not the best. Again, the zip at the front can be the best way of making it mm. looking sexy. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. Yes. <laughs> Got to find the workaround there. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So I, I noticed you also have an OnlyFans. Now, what do you put on your OnlyFans?
2: So my OnlyFans is uh, basically my main place where I okay. we'll update every day, So, which will upload my new videos. I will do, it's also the best place for them to speak to me one-to-one. This is actually the only place where they want to speak to me one-to-one. They have to go. Okay. They know they they have to go to my OnlyFans if they want to speak to me. Um, I mean, not for real-time session. Obviously, that's something just for online. Um, Because in this world nowadays, it's two things we have to keep very, very separated <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Unfortunately, so <clears throat> so so my only fan page is where I will run and be on every day. Okay, and I will chat with them. I will create some games. I will sell my videos, and I will update my everyday life on it. Basically,
0: nice. I bet you were not happy when they were talking about shutting down all of the.
2: The it was all sex
0: type things on only fans
2: it was just awful yeah yeah it is I knew it wasn't gonna I couldn't believe it because we yeah. heard it a few couple of days before so was it an in talks and then when I got up in the morning and we received <laughs> the email mm. we're like oh shit this is uh-huh. This is happening.
0: Not good.
2: I mean, How we could have been even possible. Uh, it, it's, it's just those people who on OnlyFans, it's huge. And yes,
0: exactly.
2: It's so huge. And and I mean, so many people have jobs because of OnlyFans. So exactly, I, I, I couldn't see how it would have been possible that they shut it off like that. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was disturbing. And you know... And like you said, there's so many, there's so many people going to OnlyFans. It's wanted. So yeah. why get rid
2: of it? Why? Why? I've, I just don't really, I really don't know. I think I think maybe he just he wanted to walk away from it and be like, okay, right, fuck it. I don't want to have to deal with MasterCard anymore. You know what, mm-hmm. guys, you want, I take my money, I walk away. I and see. and then after <laughs> I think things started to hit. <laughs> yeah, the head of really like pretty quickly be like, yo, mate, I mean, see how many people you're putting in the street? Do you really think you're gonna be able to walk again in the street safely? I'm not too sure.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, right. It's, Just even that. Yeah.
2: Like, hello what are you doing? So I so yeah, I did turn around in less than 48 hours, I think.
0: Oh, was it that quick? I didn't realize it was yeah, that quick yeah. of a turnaround.
2: It was okay. less than 48 hours, I think
0: made such a big splash in the in the world like just you know talk people talking and I was like what you know like i didn't realize it was that finite of a time
2: yeah because so many people on it and mm-hmm. i mean some people earn absolutely huge huge money with this website exactly mm-hmm. uh, those people who earn huge 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 money i don't think they were gonna give up this money like that <laughs> right right and, and who everyone is involved in this i don't think it would have been even possible to it's crazy right. absolutely so yeah it was crazy and i don't think we ever recovered from it oh. uh, no the, the website has definitely lost a lot and never never been where it was did it lose and people you because,
1: think
0: sorry you think it lost people or did it lose function? oh yeah. what did it lose
2: oh yeah it, lose, it lost lost trust of people oh, because that's okay this is the the thing of online place is it's going to take a lot of time to build up the new social mm-hmm. and it's going to take a lot of time for men to trust the platform mm-hmm. to trust that they're that's- not going to get ripped off again or that yeah. you know, charge double every month because there's so many websites like that. You know, the guy, Mm -hmm. he paid $20 for one thing, then he checked a bank statement and actually got charged $40 for it because it's been Uh... taken twice. This and more, or girls who will pretend that the girls and it's not a girl behind, you know, all those dodgy websites. Basically, it takes a long time for men to trust a platform. Okay, and, well, that's and too bad. We got to that point with OnlyFans, you know. We we had this thing where men were like, "Okay, yeah, that's cool." I like OnlyFans. Everyone is on it, so let's get on it. And everyone is on it. That's still the main platform nowadays. Mm-hmm. But this whole crash that they did uh, last August, so it was not this year. It was the year before, in twenty one. Yeah, it, we never ever recovered from this. Never.
0: Ugh. Very frustrating for so many um, people.
2: Mm -hmm. And Mastercard is getting so, so much tougher now and all the rules, like especially for us dominatrixes who make content, Mm -hmm. uh, it is very difficult because I have no idea which AI they've been um, like using, but it's tagging all our content for absolutely nothing. And it seems like, a girl who will be fucked by ten guys at the time. You have the model release for all the ten guys. Well, she can be fucked really hard by all those ten guys, but me having just me and a slave tied up—that's the big thing. The men <laughs> tied down is a mm. big thing. So me, like doing strap on on a man who is tied down. Boom! I gets removed straight away because because wow, the okay. men tied down, you know.
0: Yeah, they don't. Somebody doesn't like that. In other words.
2: Yeah, it's so it's not again. It's not really only fans doing this. It's Mastercard doing those mm-hmm. uh, rules for. Well, we don't really know. Uh, so many me- websites now have to comply to those rules. So it's getting really tough to sell anything. I mean, I'm getting content deleted very often now, and very silly things. My last video. Uh, that's just a spanking, so over the knee spanking. So the mm-hmm. slave is is over my knees, and I'm spanking him, and that's it. It's no blood, no red. It's just a little spank with my hands, and that got removed. Yeah.
0: Really. Um,
2: Yeah. Or the day before I was my slave doing oh, we were talking about latex. Well, this is a video of my slave oiling my latex and kissing and licking my latex. And I'm fully closed. We I'm fully closed because I'm covered of latex, but that got removed.
0: Wow. So somebody is really exerting their personal opinion on the world, and they are someone who is powerful within MasterCard.
2: Yeah. Wow. Taking everything away from us. Now can you use can you use other companies? No, because that's the, that's the problem. Is that we're all using the same payment system. Okay. Uh, it's, 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 it's not many payment systems available first for what they call high risk. You know, the high risk, like uh, as we are classified, as well as a lot of health things. So, so many things online are classified as high risk when it comes to payment system. Um, okay. And and then the rules which uh, will apply for one website will apply to the other website because they're using the same payment system. Okay. Yeah. It oh, is. Someone uh,
0: has a racket, a big racket.
2: So yeah. So some websites still manage to have some of uh, the content which get removed. Like um, it seems like a clip for sale seems to be like those platforms where you can still upload. Most of the things, but it mm. is very difficult. It's so many words which are banned now, which we can't use. Uh, especially for us, dominatrixes is a very difficult one. Like when we like hypnosis or mindfuck. Mm. So it's yes. just mm-hmm. me talking to the camera. Well, hypnosis is one of the words that we are not allowed to use anymore. Interesting. Mindfuck, fuck. I think it's just limit, but I'm not too sure about this one. It is very difficult. Yeah,
0: yeah. So basically, you're getting flagged by using certain words.
2: Yeah, and now the AI is a bit more onto uh, the, the picture. And okay. and the other day, oh, you know, we we were talking about me doing audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then for the 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 audiobooks, I even have one of my audiobooks got removed from OnlyFans. So I'm wow, like, wow, wow, this is just an audiobook. So what AI is listening what I'm saying or like, wow, you know, I'm not saying anything illegal. Probably talking about the nice session me and my slave are having in the hotel. <laughs> nothing, wow. nothing wrong. It's just erotica story, you know, and that got removed. Yeah. So- it's painful.
0: I didn't realize that that was happening on OnlyFans. Interesting. So so they, they when they came back online, they were sort of, now they're just more restrictive than they used to be.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that. things that's changed a lot since a year, yeah.
0: Uh, well, that's too bad.
2: It is difficult because everything is on a regression. And then we don't realize that everything is getting so oppressed and... And we're just trying to make the the word homogen. I don't know. <laughs> right. Everyone should like the same thing, do the same thing, think the same. Is that what we are going
0: to? i sure. I don't think. No, I don't think that nobody wants that. Oh, nobody wants this.
2: that, but it's <laughs> happening. But we're going into this. Nobody wants yeah. that, but everyone is doing it. So,
0: right. We need to fight back. That's what we need to do. We need to be ourselves and be who we want to be, and not let them do that because. We are not going to all be the same ever. And that's not, that's not the reality of human nature. We are never going to all be the same.
2: And that's what makes us awesome. Absolutely.
0: Oh, wow. This has been so interesting. Is there anything we haven't talked about yet that you want to talk about? Or do you want to, you know, make sure also to plug your, you know, your socials? What are your names on the different socials? Is it Nikki French?
2: Yeah. So of my socials anyway, if you, if you search Nikki French, because, and I double K Y <laughs> mm-hmm. biggest mistake of my life the day I choose my name. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I thought, I always thought that Nikki with double K like kinky, but I'm the, yes. person, I'm the, I'm the only one thinking of that. So yeah, my, <laughs> my name is Nikki double K Y. <laughs> right.
0: French. Yep. And then your website, what's the name of your website?
2: So, if you tap uh, nikifrench.com and you will Nikki have French, then French. the link to all my different websites.
0: Is there anything else we didn't talk about that you wanted to specifically talk about or highlight?
2: Uh, no, especially, no. Happy with that. Okay.
0: Well, awesome. I This was so great. And I want to thank you for chatting with me and really excited to put this episode out. And I'll put all of your links down in the podcast notes so people can also find you all over where you are.
2: All right. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for this nice talk and for having me in your podcast.
0: Well, thank you for coming on. This has been fun. I appreciate you sharing all your insights and your stories and it was very fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. You have a good day. And you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to that. What an interesting interview, right? She's just amazing. What a life she's living. So interesting. I will put all of her links down in the podcast notes as I will put my own down there. And look for my erotic books, my erotic audiobooks. I have a new short erotic story releasing on Amazon. It will also be in Kindle Unlimited, so you could read a portion of it. The Dressing Room Dom. It has an interesting backstory, which maybe I'll explain someday, but it was written for something else and it was not used. So I've turned it into a little short story novella and it's a lesbian one. Well, it's actually they're, they're not lesbians. They're bisexual. And it's a woman loving woman is more appropriately how you would describe that book. And she acts as a dom to another woman, and they do exhibitionistic stuff. It's really hot. It's in pre-sale right now, releasing, I believe, on the 31st of January. Okay, as always, if you want to review any of my stuff for free, here's where I have it. I have it on Story Origin app you can apply for audiobook, free, free codes for audiobooks. I have books there to review for free and the hopes that you will write a review if you take the download of the free book. Also, I have books on book sirens. And on my Patreon, I have, you know, subscription... But I also have public pages where I have some codes listed for audiobooks and not say for work erotic audiobooks that you could just take that code. They're a one-time use. So once they're all used, they're all used. But I can always load more. So, And also email me at ruinwillow at gmail.com if you want one. And lastly, I want to say I've added a level to this podcast, which is really exciting. They added the ability for us to add exclusive content for subscribers. So I've added that layer into the podcast. I will still be doing, obviously, my free ones, but extra stuff will be in the subscriber category. So you can subscribe, I think it's $3 a month, and you would get all of the exclusive stuff that you only will get if you subscribe, so check that out. I think it's an amazing addition. I'm really excited to see where I can go with that and add things in. It's going to be fun, exciting, and hot. Okay, thank you so much for listening to this, and I hope you enjoy your own life, your own body. Masturbate. Make yourself come make yourself feel good. It helps your libido. It increases it. It helps your body be healthier, reduces stress, increases blood flow down there. Do all that. You got to do it. And fuck your partner. Fuck your friends with benefits, whoever you do. Even if it's just yourself, just fucking do it. Okay. You have a sexy fucking day. Love ya.